MPB is the largest global platform to buy, sell and trade used photo and video kit. MPB is the simple, safe and circular way to trade, upgrade and get paid for kit. Find out more at www.mpb.com. Hello and welcome to the AV Forums Movies Podcast for Monday the 20th of March 2023. Tonight I'm joined by Simon Crust, Adrian and Mark Costello. <laughs> Evening all! We're, rocky, we're going to do some Rocky, it's going to be all Rocky tonight basically. We're going to go uh, for boxing for the first part of the movie, uh, the podcast and we're going to um, look at Rocky cleaning up in 4K creed 3 at the box office and uh and looking at what makes boxing movies work and and how the formula has stayed fresh or whether it has or whether they just maintain exactly the same formula as it always has been um we're also going to take a squiz at uh, shazam 2 and whether that's the last of dc's dying Breed <laughs> dying embers. Yeah, well, we still got, I suppose, the Flash to go, the greatest <coughs> superhero movie of all time. Apparently. Hey, that's what Tom Cruise said. You know, that's what everyone well. says the movie we need says Tom Cruise, which I'm pretty sure was Maverick. <laughs> but um, uh, and dinosaurs are back. Pleasantly surprised by sixty-five, um, best Jurassic World movie in a long time. Uh, we're going to look at some quality sci-fi fantasy on TV. In the form yes. of uh, Picard, did I did I say oh, that sentence? Yes, you read that correct, Cal. Wow. <laughs> Who would have thought it? And Mando, and the question mark over whether a Mando makes up for the Book of Boba Fett, and b whether it just really annoys people that they now have to go and watch the Book of Boba Fett to understand how they got to <laughs> season three of Mando and what happened in between season two and season three Did yeah they, though isn't that why? why god invented youtube catch-up videos sure okay <laughs> or find alternative means yes. which rely on clips of book of boba fett anyway that's all coming up soon uh let's start with a quick look at uh, competitions mark okay uh well uh apparently now we're getting lazy or either that or there are so many competitions we simply can't list them all so suffice to say you can win a bunch of discs from studio canal Lionsgate, sony dazzler and acorn with a 4k competition for the virgin suicides as well as all the latest 1080p goodness from criterion themselves so head over to avforums.com forward slash competitions to enter and remember kids all competitions are open to to eligible AV Forums members resident in the UK. And because I begged and pleaded, Kaz, I am going to do the previous competition winners now. That's right. I have finally, after nearly two years, earned the right to read out people's names on the podcast. So allow me to do that right now. No. Uh, thank you. And over to Kaz. No, uh, there's lots of previous competition winners. Uh, again, so many that I can't read them all out, but a a, a soup song of the lucky people uh, are supporter Mr. Twinkle won Star Trek Discovery Season 4 on Blu-ray. Oh. Supporter William Bown. Bown? Is that Brown with a typo? I'm not sure. William Bown. Apologies, William Bown. Won Top Gun Maverick on Blu-ray. It's not a typo. Oh, good. 
Good. Star supporter Count Jedi uh, won Married to the Mob on limited edition Blu-ray. Star supporter Makuso won Criterion's January titles on Blu-ray. Star supporter Doc won Bullet Train on 4K. And star supporter Sam version 2001 won the final program on Blu-ray. So well done all. Back to you, Mr. Harlow. I, I'm pretty sure it's not a typo, but it might be a typo at his end. Because I I, I I can't remember off the top of my head, but his <laughs> real name, I think, nice the trade secret. We're a fan of real names. Is not William Bowne. It could be the correct spelling of that surname, mm. but his username, because it's vastly different from his real name, is William Bowne. It's like an alias, so no one would know. So, oh, well, welcome to the deep dive into forum uh, usernames, people. Yes, it's like as yeah. Harlow, basically, oh, or Cass. Yes, <laughs> yes, the famous Cass, the famous Cass with the double S. There's been lots of boxing movies coming out recently, at both ends of the spectrum. We've got going back to the beginning of uh, the Rocky movies mm-hmm. and going to the end, which is well, not the end. Probably there'll be another six, but um, the latest one, which is Creed, Creed 3, which is the ninth. We don't, we're up to nine. Yes. Yes. There isn't like a spin off Rocky versus Jaws or something. It just, <laughs> it just goes all the way through. Rocky yeah. versus Rambo. Don't go yeah. giving them ideas. Yeah, so you've already <laughs> had them. So uh, Simon's going to tell us a little bit about the uh collection it's i mean from what i've read of your review sites it's a a, i mean it's great to have them but it's a mixed bag both in terms of how you felt revisiting the films and the um 4k but generally at least the first one right generally the first one well the first one is the best one isn't it this this is the set here for those of you watching at home for those you are not i'm now showing you the box um comes in a nice little slipcase like so um, it's very thin. Very I noticed thin. that picking it up today. Just, just very... like me. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's um, nice, isn't it? Because it is it because thin. there's no Blu-rays in here. It's all it's all four Ks. So you've got um, one, two, three, and oh, four. I'm going to come. And then on there, later. you've got a blue. Oh, Look and they're that. not stacked either. Because I like nice. I like that, but they've at least got a few extras. But I I am a little bit aggrieved by the new pattern of. 4K releases, not to detour and to hijack immediately. 4K <laughs> releases which don't have a Blu-ray disc, where it's just been we we won't bother with the extras. Not Arrow. Arrow do this. They give you just a 4K disc with all the extras on the 4K disc. Last couple of releases is it um, the Core, which it's is Paramount? Paramount. Yeah. So the Core from Paramount. They've just gone. Nobody wants a Blu-ray disc. We've been hearing this for the last 10 years. Nobody needs a second disc. That's what we've been hearing. And no one's understood that, A, people have been saying save money. So they're still charging the same amount. They're still charging the same. it's not giving you the disc, so they're missing the point. And B, it doesn't mean they don't want the extras. They're just like, well, stick them on the 4K disc as a space. Mm-hmm. But instead, they're just going, ah, just leave it out. No one wants it. Just leave it out, charge the same amount. So I'm not happy about that. I am happy about this 4K disc. They've got extras, right? <laughs> they do. Um, well, the only the only one. Okay, so let's let's go go into it, shall we? Rocky, the first disc, Rocky does have extras on it on the 4K disc. It's got three um, commentaries 
And uh, Rocky 2 has no extras on it. Rocky 3 has no extras on it. Rocky 4 has a great extra, which is the second cut of uh, uh, Rocky 4, the recut version, Rocky versus Drago. So could you call it an extra? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So you actually get two films on that. So this is a five film set, not a four film set. Um, it even says on the front here, look down right down the bottom there, includes um that. And one of the I mean, I suppose the, the star extra of the whole set uh is the only new extra that is available, uh, is the the making of documentary, which is uh, very, very entertaining watching. Um, all filmed during um mm. lockdown. Um, so there's only two people in it, which is uh, three people, if you include the cameraman, which is Sly Stallone himself, the guy doing all the, the digital manipulation on the film, which is very interesting to watch what they can do mm. with it, because this, this must have been yeah. scanned digitally, because he was manipulating it, turning the um, film it, left, right, panning it, around, angling it. Yeah, just, you know, what they can do, zooming yeah. in, zooming out, colour time, all that stuff, all, all in the digital realm. Brilliant. Um and uh, listening to his thought processes of why he feels um, uh, he wanted to go back to it, um, I found it very interesting. He said he now feels he's a better filmmaker, that he doesn't make films anymore. Very, very telling that he's now out of it. I mean, of course, he still acts, but he doesn't actively make films in the way that mm. the director makes films anymore, which I well, thought was he, very interesting. He, he's too busy uh, having fallouts with other people who do make movies. So, you know, he, he hasn't <laughs> got time to make his own movies. Could be. Could be like and tinkering um, because for following Rocky Four, he's going to do well. The rumor yeah. is he's going to do five and six. Uh, uh, let's, five, be, yeah. let's be honest, five need five was the only one that needed it. Ju yeah, justice for Paul, justice for Paulie's robot. That's all I'm going to say. Get out. Uh, interestingly enough, Simon, that documentary is currently streaming for free on amazon prime so if people are yet to pick up the set you can go and watch i that noticed tonight actually yeah. going through you can actually all four films are on have just been or i don't say how long they've been there but they were certainly on um prime so i don't think they're in 4k though i didn't go into it that far yeah but the you're right. The documentary is interesting. The number, the number of times you see Stallone going, "Look at that shot! It's ridiculous. How on earth did that get in there? Who okayed that?" And and you heard the voice behind the camera going, "So, so, 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 how, how did you miss it? How did you miss it?" And he just go, "Yeah, I just didn't see it." It's like we're you <laughs> watching this film as the director, the star, and the writer back in the eighties, or was it just a cocaine mist, Mister Stallone? <laughs> Don't you think it was, I mean, we, we're digressing, but in a good way. Uh, don't you think that when you, if you were back then in the 80s making a boxing movie and you're the star and you're a young director and you're trying to put it all together and they don't have the technology probably to sit mm. in a room and watch it on a pristine 4K scan with digital manipulation, do they? They probably only spun it up in a you know dirty theater and then watched it over a couple of whiskeys i mean i don't think it's quite i don't think it's quite the same thing it's a bit like the old days when you you had to play something from start to finish you didn't you couldn't just you know go back and tweak this bit and tweak that bit it's a whole uh, it's i mean more, I, don't I, don't about about it's, I don't know about that it was um it's it's um you get your daily rushes don't you so you you pick which um uh take you like the best yeah. and then you strap it together and in in a film role and you just you go backwards and forwards it's, it's not it's nowhere near as yeah. easy um i just think he was trying to make um 
if, if you listen to that documentary, he was trying to make a film to appease 500 people who would deal, be dealing mm. with the film, not for the yeah. public. He was making it seem he seemed to be making it for yeah. the studio rather than making it for himself. Mm. Perhaps he, he uh, either didn't have the energy, the power, or, or the the gravitas to make it for himself, which is I found very interesting for him to go back so long after. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Kaz, these these aren't like oh look, there's a little person right in the background that's out of whack. This is the fact that the whole commentator for the final fight is going, he's going, why is the commentator British? Why is the commentator British? Who put that on there? And everyone's going, you did. <laughs> And he's just questioning it, going, "Why it makes no sense?" Well, that's what yeah. everyone else thought. It's like, yeah, yeah. Know. I mean, it was almost as if he'd never seen it. <laughs> yeah, the way he was talking about it, it was it, very, it, very interesting. It, it was really fun to to see him just sitting there, and it. it, it I found it was more his thoughts on it because mm. it, it's less about the changes that he made. Because obviously, I think the changes that he made were all a bit, uh, you know, a bit obvious. But it was just watching him watch the film and then question various bits it, mm -hmm. it was it was fascinating mm. to just sit and watch it yeah it really was Sorry. it really was and, uh, and at the end of it when he um he was sitting in his own home theater and he finished it and he got up and he says that's the film it should have been mm. <laughs> you know and I, yeah. I kind of agree with him i think it's a far far superior film um free from all that gum for the beginning it's uh it gives just it a lot it, more heart a lot more emotion he's robot I, I I vastly prefer it. I think mm, it's a, a lot lot toned down in I mean it, it's got cheesy um it's got it it's a still full of the montages. Cheesy quality to the original that is nostalgically valuable, but the new one is a better film. You know, it's it's just I mean I don't dispute the nostalgic thing, Mark. You can you can cross your head, I get it. <laughs> I get it, but the new one is a is a better film, like a a more professional movie, more mature movie. And I don't think Rocky Four was ever supposed to be that, but I'm kind of glad to see that version. Like a, a grown up did that. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I think Rocky yeah. goes back to being Rocky, which I like because he wasn't in Rocky Three. He goes back to being Rocky. Um, and there's that that emotional connection with the characters, which are missing again from uh, Rocky Three, um, and certainly from the the theatrical of, of Rocky Four. There's no kind of heart behind it all. Um, they try to, they try to do it, but I just don't think they get it. That, I just think the, the fourth, the the new cut is just vastly, vastly superior. So how many of us, before he announced he was making a new cut, ever sat there and went, "Do you know what's missing from Rocky Four? <laughs> Emotion and heart. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. never liked Said it. Said no one version. ever. I never liked it. I never hated it. I never liked it. Three I could get along with, but four I never I never liked. I just thought there was it was a nonsense film. Oh, oh, oh. set, set oh. the internet alight. <laughs> it was a nonsense film. It's yeah. no dog soldiers, is it? It was, it was a film, <laughs> it was a film that decisively ended the Cold War. And that's it. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. That's all you needed. That's it. That was it. So, so, oh. so just to just to summarize on the on the actual discs. On the discs. We're, okay. we're saying Rocky one, two, and three look great. Rocky four. Uh, okay, no, not, not quite. No. Rocky Rocky one looks brilliant. Um there's okay. obviously spent the most time on that film. Um, but I have to say, look, all the films, um, 
it, it does say on on everywhere that I've tried to find and on the PR bump, it says they've been remastered in 4K. That's the words they use, remastered in 4K. Nowhere does it say restoration. Nowhere does it mm. say they've gone back to the registered film negative, rescanned it. None of that. They, they, it just says remaster. So these could be masters from, I don't know, 10 years ago, perhaps. Who knows? Um, whilst they look great, they could probably look better. So, um, because if they've gone back to the original screen negative, done it properly as 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 these things normally are, then then I think it could have been absolutely spectacular. However, I think Rocky looks very very good. Um, uh, it's got a uh, it still looks like film, which is great, um, and it's obviously had the most um, love in previous mm. restorations. Uh, sounds is uh, I preferred the um, the mono to the uh, or the down mixed stereo or whatever it's supposed to be. I prefer the two channel as opposed to the 5.1 channel. Um, the Rocky two, the picture is on par, not quite as good, but very, very close to, um, again, I, pref I think I preferred the 5.1 to the two, to, did, the, yes. to the monotown track on that one. Again, it's supposed to have some kind of audio issue. If there is, um, it doesn't spoil the enjoyment of the film. So I wouldn't even consider that. Rocky three, um, I think has actually been treated the worse. Um, it's, um, uh, there's some, I mean, I, I don't mind grain. I'm very, very happy to see film grain on, on a, on a transfer because it gives it that film quality, makes it look good. It gives it, makes it look alive, but there are times, um, in Rocky three when it just looks horrendous. Um, um, the, I, I mentioned in the review that there's a very, very dark scene. I can't remember exactly the, 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 what actually happened in the scene, but it's incredibly dark. And it, and it looks like there's a, a big star fill going on because you've get the, the, the HDR is picking up on the, the grain and making it shine, um, which clearly shouldn't have been there. I mean, if you're going to have grain and darkness, it shouldn't be sparking at you. Um, and there's the, the scene on the, uh, on the uh, beach where, Rocky looks clean, fine, brilliant. Adrian looks like it's been <laughs> someone's got a paintbrush and painted all over the screen. It looks really quite awful. Um, so that could have done with just um, a little bit of a, 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 a little bit of looking off, a little bit more love. So that's probably the worst picture of them all. Rocky Four, by contrast, is the best. This is the theatrical version. It's by far the best looking picture on the set. It's fantastic. Beautiful colours. The grain looks brilliant, and its detail is immense. It's fantastic. <laughs> but when you come cut. to the Drago yeah. cut, they've narrowed the screen, so it's 2.35 to 1. That in itself isn't a bad, so it's reframed. But they've ramped up the old um, DNR, and that's immediately obvious because, I mean, it would be even if you hadn't just... I mean, I had just watched all five, all four films, one after each, one after each other. So it's immediately obvious to me, but you would be anyway. The, the grain is practically gone. Um, some people like that. I think it kind of kills the picture a bit. And there's there was one scene, the montage in the car when he's driving away from Adrian, where he looks, you know, all the details. Oh. It's, it's, it's a bit of a shame, really. So I um, I think that's probably the worst picture based on it's no longer a natural filmic image, right? Yeah. Some people will think that's the best picture because it's a lot cleaner than the others. Yeah. yeah. Um and the and the the sound on the, the Drago cut is again by far the best. Um the, the 5.1 is is very, very detailed, very, very good, nice heavy bass. It's really, really good. 
Poor old Mark there. Thank God he turned his mic off, eh? <laughs> um, and then you've got the extras <laughs> disc. Hear that. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got the extras disc, which most most of the stuff is um, um, from years and years and years ago. It's all SD stuff. Um upscaled to 1080p so it looks a bit naff the, the four the one the 4.3 stuff the 1.33 to 1 stuff is squashed this way squashed horizontally so it looks unnatural unnaturally stretched for some weird and wonderful reason everything in in uh mm. 1.78 that's all fine um and then you've got obviously the uh, we've already spoken about it the uh the making of the documentary okay. which is fantastic um, I mean, on the whole, it's a it's a pretty good set actually to get to get all the all the the best films. I mean, I don't care about five. I would have liked to have seen um, Rocky Balboa. I thought that was quite a good film actually. Yes, um, I, really... I mean that and and his Rambo were a real turnaround for him in that. Yeah, yeah, the the, the latest. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Sort of. Um, he he'd been out of perhaps been out of favor. Perhaps he. I don't know. I don't know what he sort of disappeared off the practically straight to video. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they were certainly, I mean, um, yeah. Rocky Baba and that, that, because he re he he certainly recut, um, Rambo, didn't he? There were two cuts of that. He did. Yeah. Um, second version was again, a better film. Yeah. I think that is a, I think that's a, a rush job to get it out in time for Creed Three. I I don't know. I'm not gonna buy that. It's what well, they Yeah, it's half the story. I mean, it's half the story. Yeah, well, it isn't. I mean, say, say nothing what, like some street fighting boxers. Say say what you like about five and six, but let's be honest, they should be in there. Well, six certainly. I don't know whether I've got any time for five. Yeah, but yeah, but, it, but, it, but it's part. It's part of the story, though, isn't it? And and mm. you know. I mean, I'd love to know the rationale for them not being. Is it because they, if it's because they're working on alternate versions, then that's fine. what they I'll, say. Well, yeah, that's, that's fine. What, then I'll, that's I'll, I'll, said, I'll buy yeah. the six film one when it comes out with with yeah. with, with all the films in. Uh, mm. And yeah, I mean, the internet is is a light in various sectors over some of the audio issues. Apparently, the issue is on two and three it's a holdover from the pal days so there's there's a a four percent speed up on the soundtrack which means everything's pitched slightly higher and apparently people who are incredibly familiar with the with the music and stuff like that it it's immediately noticeable can't well, say I've I never would, can't say I would ever notice it so. but 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 you know I mean that, that that though it just sounds like there's you know how how does something like that happen? Hmm. But anyway, yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, there is there is that. I mean, it yeah. it, it, does, it does seem like a, a a quick a quick release. Like yeah. I say, remastered in four K rather yeah. than um, any kind of significant work done on any of the films. I mean, to be fair, it sounds like it sounds like from what you said, say that at least you know the the pictures seem to be pretty solid. Yeah, they are for, for they the are. most part, and you know, and and they're certainly they, better than anything that's been released. Yeah. Yeah, before ab- ever ab- without without a shadow of a doubt. So you know, as seems to be part of the course with a 4K release these days, it's uh, swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Mm. Always is flip of mm. a coin. So tell us about the latest Rocky esque fr- larger franchise spin-off <laughs> sequel thingy, Creed Three. Mark. Creed Creed Three. Okay, so uh, I had a lot of time for Creed. I had a slightly less time for creed 2 but i think what was very obvious was i went to both of those to see sylvester stallone and to see rocky for me they were still rocky films yeah i rewatched creed 2 
a couple of days before Creed 3. And what became immediately apparent to me was that it, it might be Creed's name above the door, but these ain't Creed films. They were Rocky films with Creed as a supporting character. And whether or not all this kerfuffle that's going on between Stallone and Irving Winkler and all that kind of stuff is, is going to benefit the franchise or not, I think the Creed 3 immediately benefits from not having Rocky in it at all. It lets Michael B. Jordan and Adonis Creed be the stars of the show, something they really weren't in the previous two films. So for me, I know a lot of people, myself included, I was trep very trepidatious going into it without Rocky. Uh, but immediately it feels like a Creed film, which, which it needed to. Uh, and I thought what was you know throw in uh you know the star star of the moment uh jonathan majors as uh his a lot a long lost pal from the hood and through a number of flashbacks you find that there was an incident both when uh, adonis creed and uh jonathan majors character demo uh were very young there was an incident that resulted in majors's character going to spend nearly 20 years in prison Majors comes out of prison, returns back to the neighborhood, uh, and he wants what he felt should have been his 20 years ago, which was a shot at the big time. Now, what's really interesting about it all is that everything seems just a little bit removed from all the usual pizzazz of the Rocky and the Creed films. There's no, the, you know, at this point, Creed is no longer fighting. He's retired. Uh, he's now a promoter. He's a gym owner. He's responsible for bringing the next generation through. Uh, and so it immediately it's got there's a there's a bit of distance between the characters and the boxing, which, again, gives it its own slightly different feel. And for the first half of the film, it was a fantastic look at these two characters. You know, Adonis Creed is is left boxing behind. This blast from the past has come back and he's trying to deal with how he feels about that, his own part in what happened to this kid. Majors comes in and he's a really interesting, he's not even an antagonist at this point. He's just a really interesting character. You know, he he was obviously a very good amateur fighter. Uh, he's not coming back and asking for money. He just wants to come back and he just wants to box. I mean, he says he wants a shot, but obviously, you know, he, he, he needs to, to, to pay his dues at this point. And for the first half of the film, it's a it, it's more of a fascinating character study between these two people on on almost like the fringe of professional boxing. Uh, suddenly, then it it turns into certainly the narrative of your typical Rocky film, except it somehow makes even Rocky solving the Cold War single handedly seem not as far fetched as what happens at the in the second half of Creed Three. Title shots appear to just come and go, you know, on a whim. People who've never fought before seem to suddenly become, you know, professional unified boxing champions of the world. It's it, it, it's it's ridiculous. Major stops being an interesting character and becomes a sneering villain, and so you lose most of your interest in him. Uh, but thankfully, Johnson uh, brings it back round in the in the in the final act for what would be, you know, the usual nuclear fight that that ends all of these films. But he does, he, he brings some really interesting little stylistic touches. So, you know, the, the, the fights that take place in a packed arena suddenly are emptied of people and the focus is on just these two people. And it becomes the, about these two people fighting, not just each other, but their past. And it's it's done in some interesting visual ways. Uh, so, so ultimately, 
I I really enjoyed Creed three. I enjoyed Creed three because it felt like it felt like the first Creed film. Uh, Michael B. Jordan uh, took Creed in some interesting directions. Not having still be a fat, you know, the the champ of the world, I thought was an interesting and brave decision. But what it also did is it let some of the melodrama that surrounded him, some of his family issues, you know, his 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 daughter struggling with her own deafness. Uh, Tessa Thompson's Bianca struggling with her deafness as well. That all felt a bit more of an organic part of the story as opposed to something you just need to get past to get to the next training montage or the fight scene or something like that. Uh, and I really enjoyed it, e e even with that narrative dip and some of the narrative. It seems churlish to be moan a Rocky film about being far fetched, you know. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed Creed 3. Uh, Based on a real story, though. Is it Rockies? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Uh, allegedly. Uh, so, so yeah, so so Creed three for me, it was on a par with the first Creed film, better than the second Creed film for me. Uh, I just really hope, and I know I've just said all that, but I really hope it ends here because the final shot seemed to indicate a direction of travel for the Creed franchise, which I am not on board with. No, Creed, I'm not. Creed in space. <laughs> that, that, that I'd be on board with. That's where all franchises end on number 10. So so it's definitely no. got to be. This is a 10th Rocky. It's got to be space. Nice. Sold. Yes. Creed punches a planet. Nice. Why not? So, so let's, I mean, it's an enduring franchise, but what's interesting to me about the genre is that unlike a lot of other genres, try as they hard to do something a bit different within boxing, people still really want to see the same formula. And I, I, don't get me wrong, they do spark it up. They have a little bit of something going on in the background. But in, in crime, for example, they had a, you know, a decade of cops versus robbers and then a decade of telling the robbers' side and then a decade of corrupt cops uh, and good cops, and then a decade of corrupt cops, but as anti-heroes, <laughs> who are slightly better than the criminals they're chasing. I mean, they, they found ways to evolve the the formula. Now, for boxing, I mean, they've made a lot of different boxing movies, and there are different ones. Like, an early one is Raging Bull, which doesn't follow any kind of normal formula for a boxing movie. I mean, it's nothing like any of the rocky films chaplin in city lights there you go <laughs> yeah so you so see there are exceptions but by and large mm. thinking about things like uh bleed for this thinking about maybe southpaw mm. some of the ones where i think they've thought well let's do something a little bit different and show uh you know the the destructiveness of of the personality behind it or the implosion of someone's life or you know trying to tell a slightly di different story it i don't know whether they've ever had real success at doing anything other than you know your rockies and your creeds which is why you come back to your your rockies and your creeds Oh, no, I'm not I... saying there aren't exceptions. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. I'm saying that we keep coming back to the same formula in a way that well, no other genre appears to well, 
Dude. But, but I suppose you could think of it that boxing movies are almost like the ultimate distillation of cinematic drama, get me? You know, because after all, 99% of all films involve conflict of some kind, but it's okay. conflict, it's drama. And, and you don't get much more conflicty than two people beating seven bells of crap out of each other in, in, in a boxing ring. So, it, it, you know, the sport lends itself to drama to spectacle, to action. I think it's just one of those where you could argue that it's the purest distillation of what we go to the cinema for in some degree. Uh, but it's always got to end the same way, doesn't it? Like, like the, it's got to end one of two ways. You, you win or you lose, right? Yep. And along the path, you've got to either win or lose. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just a matter of flipping a coin on each of those different stages. And what I guess what I'm saying is that the ones where they've tried to do something different, like someone, I don't know, gets into a car crash and it's in the middle of the movie and has to be rehabilitated or loses everything in his entire life and has to build himself back up to be a, a fighter, back to basics. Mm. I mean, they've tried to do something different. They had the fighter, which I thought was an interesting one because it was... Um, I found Christian Bale's character in The Fighter very interesting because he was clearly very able, but he, whereas obviously it was Wahlberg as the fighter, but like Christian Bale's brother was the one always taking the fall with the police, always getting into trouble, but he was also a really, really good fighter on the, uh, secretly. And he was like the flip side to the coin. Mm. But, well, but, uh, I mean, I suppose how many, how many boxing movies are actually about the sport? You know, and how many? It's just a a nice backdrop, and the and the bulk of the drama is the lives of the fighters. Like 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 you said, if you go to see, uh, I mean, I mean, one of my favorites is Million Dollar Baby. Now you could almost argue there that guess what? The boxing stops halfway through for a very yes. good reason. Yes. Granted, yeah. uh, but but there it's almost like the 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 boxing element. Was designed. Well, it wasn't designed, obviously, but you know, it it was there to contrast the first part with the most physical of sports and all this. Was that was the biggest contrast to what happened to Hilary Swank's character in the second half? So I'd argue that that it was less about boxing and more about the boxer. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. But 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 also some, something you know one, one of my favorites is uh, a John a John Huston film called Fat City. From from I think the the early seventies with a very very young Jeff Bridges and Stacey Keach, and and that again is in and around the world of sort of very low level, very 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 grimy amateur boxing, and the whole point of that is that what happens to people who aren't good enough? How many boxing films are about people who are who are good enough and they they you know the, there's there's a battle for a belt or a battle for a championship? Well, this is about people who who know that. They're never good enough. They're not good enough, but they want to have a go anyway. And so it's you've got a slightly different feel. So you say about win lose, yeah, it's all about the losing in that one, <laughs> but it's how they lose. Uh, so 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 yeah. I mean, I think I, I think I think you're right. I think that the reason why the films are so tropey is for me, the sport not only lends itself to it ticks all the cinema boxes, but if you think about the sport, there's not a lot to the sport. I say that you know. 
Yeah. I, I don't mean anything to respect to it, but the sport <laughs> is two people in a ring and they eat each other. You know, there's no there's nowhere else for the for the camera for the for the film yeah. for the drama to go it's there it's, and it's only there so I, I think it's one of those where form follows function follows form kind of things for me i mean yeah i think i think you're right it, it comes down to how they do the characters i was gonna i was gonna shout out um ollie which i secretly really <laughs> really like mm-hmm. and i know that it, it gets a lot of flack but I know that a part of the reason I like it is because it's almost like more time with Muhammad Ali in his prime. Mm. And no, no, it's Will Smith, but he does some great, fantastic mm, yeah. Ali classic comments and lines and impressions. And if it's got it's got a lot of heart to it. But the the truth behind that is that better than it is actually Rumble in the Jungle, um, which was the you know the Ali sort of documentary. Mm. And talking about you're talking about building up of characters that in that movie, the fight itself was possibly minutes long at the end. Yeah. But the build up was tremendous. Looking at, you know, Ali getting back into shape, looking at the size of his opponent and what he was really facing, looking at like the the hearts and minds that he captured when he was so nice to people versus his opponent being this dog protected antagonist yeah. i mean it was it was very nicely put Theater. together Theater. yeah it, it was and that was more interesting in a way because when you finally got to the fight you know it was it was what the hell is going yeah, on here yeah. it had yeah. that whole build up so maybe maybe that's what comes down to it i just find it interesting because in terms of boxing movies I mean, I suppose they've come close. Maybe they could get it with things like, I mean, I watched that Tyson, that um, Tyson show on Star Mike, <laughs> which comes close to providing an outright anti-hero as a boxing hero, like not hero, protagonist. Yeah, That's not very common in boxing movies that I, I can think of. I mean, you've got Raging Bull, but it's not a really, it's not great to follow a guy who hits people for a living who isn't very nice. Mm. You know, you have to make, give him a heart, otherwise you immediately lose the viewer. But they, they do it with, with Mike, but I suppose it's less about his boxing. But it is an interesting genre to me because they can't dabble with that personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't make the, uh, the anti-hero cop Vic Mackey or you know Denzel's Alfonso from uh, Training Day. They can't make that into a boxing equivalent, not as easily, because I'm not sure you'd be really rooting for this guy who's just a beast. But um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you, you are right about the the background, and and that's how they really make them interesting. I just find it interesting that they go, the formula's going. We're on the ninth movie, and you're saying this is the first Creed movie. It could be the first of of many more Creed movies. I mean, let's hope not. <laughs> he's, he's still got to solve the next Cold War. But, um... <laughs> ah, but before, before we go off this, but but again, though, but, but I think you you look at Rocky Balboa as a character in the two Creed movies, right? He's not boxing. He's old, he's broken, he's knackered. And yet he is possibly even more compelling as a character, even more engaging, even more heartwarming. I mean, let's be honest, that bit in Creed where they're running through the streets where he's to, to go to his 
bedside in the hospital while he's receiving treatment. Let's be honest, big man tears were flowing at that. <laughs> Huge man tears, right? So, so that to me is testament to the power of the character. Now, whether or not he's a boxer or he's an ex-boxer, the boxing is almost the irrelevant part. It's the character, and that's yeah. the beauty with with Balboa. And I think that if they can do something like that with Creed, fine, you know, I'll, then then I'll be here for. 9, 10, 11, and 12. Mm. But, if, but if they don't, yeah, I'm not going to. It needs a 20-year gap for them to achieve that. He's mm. going to get drawn back into the ring for one last fight. It's only going to end one way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they should be really daring. They should flip it and have him lose at the end of a movie. Yeah. What, like the first one? Exactly, is what I'm <laughs> saying. Exactly, they should do it. Uh, well, actually, it's not the first, just the first one, is it? It's ba- they did it in Balboa as well, which, mm, which yeah, I that's thought, true. thought they did it very effectively in both of them. They, on Balboa, and it's not to spoil things for the five people who don't know this, but <laughs> there is a alternate cut and, um, where he wins. He, and he wins by points. Just doesn't need to be that. He's... A retiree, retired old man. <laughs> seeing him train and seeing how calcified his bones are, and how they they're teaching him to fight in a different way because he can't, you know, he can't do the same things he did when he was younger. And seeing him come up against someone so much younger, he had to lose. But the point was, he did it so impressive, grace. Yeah. Yes, not, not grace, but just with losing with style. The, yeah, sheer spirit to get up and do that at that age. I mean, it was, you know, he was a restaurant owner and he went back into the ring and stood a chance. It very much brought it full circle to, to the first movie for me. Mm. But so, I do wonder w- whether they can whether they can put that in a movie. Uh, you know, he did mm. it twice. W- whether that might make one of these movies more interesting. True. So what you're saying, Kaz, is that he was a bit of a dinosaur. Mm. Uh, nice. Do you yes. see what I nice. did there? Massively <laughs> mo- yes. moving the thing on away yeah. from boxing onto other stuff. You I like didn't talk about boxing for the whole evening. Yeah. So, so, um, so, it, so a film came out, and uh, and none of us were were ready to go and see it. It was called Sixty Five. It had Adam Driver in it, and. I don't think any of us were interested in what it had to offer. I'm not sure I got past the first 30 seconds of the trailer without thinking after Earth. And and it it looked like a little bit of a low budget kind of Jurassic Park spin-off thing. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I like, I like driver and stuff that isn't big budget, but, um, but this didn't, this didn't draw me in at all. And then the reviews started coming and saying, actually pretty good and i i i saw it and i really enjoyed it nice it is small and low-key and it does remind of a lot of um a lot of kind of off 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 uh alternative sci-fi movies of this style i mean someone in the comments had mentioned enemy mine the dennis quaid banger yeah exactly there's you know there's there's lots of vibes to it um i think our very own tom has got huge problems with it he thinks (laughs) it's horrendous because he can't get on board with the dinosaur logic he's somehow turned into (laughs) 
Ross from Friends <laughs> and has decided decided that basically it's just not allowed if you don't get the dinosaurs right. Yes. It's just not. And believe me, for anyone watching who needs the dinosaurs to be right, this doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. They're all made up. They're all those lizards you got as a kid from the shop that look like they could have been a dinosaur, but you so know the, the they're knockoff not. toys. The knockoff yeah, the no- toys. They're all yes. the knockoff yeah, toys yeah. you got that did the best chomping when you got home on your other <laughs> action figures. Okay, they they're great. They have like spines and teeth, and they always look like they're going to kill you. Which is I what mean, you want. That's all they have to do. Yes, and the the they are. It's definitely the Geiger's dinosaur land, nice. but. I mean, I really enjoyed it. It's uh, for starters, it's like 80, 82 minutes long without credits. Win. It's like blisteringly lean to the point where the pre-credit sequence is is in another movie, like a Jurassic movie, would be the first hour of the film. It lasts, <laughs> lasts like eleven minutes, and it tells so much story that you you can just imagine them in, in the editing suite going there's no words being spoken in this and there's no action cut it out you know it's like <laughs> cut, cut 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 boom um it moves very very fast in that bit uh i like driver in it i like the setup and the slow kind of unfolding of the minimalist backstory that's going on i like the the his companion in it and the um brief moments of heart that come from spending time together uh and i like the simple survival nature of it it's just a, a small scale survival movie on a planet that happens to have not dinosaurs on it <laughs> nice um yeah I, I had a lot more fun with it it doesn't have any of there is no insert name here corporation who are secretly cloning the dinosaurs in the background. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> we'll give them 64.9 million years, Kaz. Just you wait. They'll be there. Yeah, the, I mean, it's got none of that. It's got no desire to insert old characters to, to give them nothing to do in order to, you know, rekindle the franchise. It's got no baggage, basically. They could just... Nice. They could just tell a survival story with some dinosaurs in it and some nice. ridiculous... Ridiculous moments, which are great. I, I want to see it just to see if uh, Adam Driver actually is the cause for wiping out the dinosaurs. You know, in real life. <laughs> Does he take I, his top off? That's all I want to see. Does he take his top No. But you oh. can still st- tell he's got a very strange... Like, Does he take his top off? What? What are you going to see in Adam Driver? Spade, spade shape to his upper oh. half. Which um yeah. Anyway, no, he 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 doesn't he doesn't. Oh, he's, no he's a good he's a good um kind of action role for him though. So he's it's seen... no it's no crappy Adrian Brody in Predators disaster then, is it? <laughs> no, he's good. good. He's good in it. Good. He, wears, he wears it well as a as a low key survival movie. After Earth, it is not good. But for paleontologists out there, beware. <laughs> Tom has warned them. Yeah, yeah. but who's um, to say? You know, only. Uh, tenth of the fossil record exists these things may have been around and they're just not being preserved so tell, tell it there's to a nice tom. little tick tell, there tell it to tom. he's not having any of it <laughs> zero out of ten no dolby vision no sex <laughs> so, um tell us why we should wait for shazam to a home <laughs> well, well, well uh, yeah, 
I mean, can, can, can you hear that? Can you hear that in the background? That's DC's gravestone currently being carved with the words, here lies Shazam. Uh, yeah, with, with words seeping in for a horrendously low global opening weekend. Uh, it seems to be a, a, a bit of a disaster, this new Shazam movie. But uh, I went on Friday. I... I quite enjoyed the first one. I mm. I thought the first one was very successful in its like superhero big. Yeah, superhero yeah. big. It was superhero big. Uh, you know, it it starts. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Zachary Levi. Anyway, I think he's just he's got one of those winning personalities for me. He was fantastic um, in Chuck. Yes, uh, and so you know, it was goofy. It was lighthearted. It was funny. It was witty. It was irreverent. In fact, it only the wheels only fell off in the final act of the first film when they turned it into a generic CG drowned yep. superhero movie. Lost mm -hmm. all its character, all its personality. Well, sadly, that seems to be the model that they followed for this one. Far less of the family, far less of the heart, far more of the ridiculous CG in a narrative. <sighs> oh, I mean, I, I think I wrote in the review, you know, you, you're coming into the final act, you've got a monstrous tree with roots that are destroying a baseball stadium you've got pods birthing mythical monsters left right and center you've got a you've got a quarter of a mile wide dragon overhead circling and he's just sat there going god i'm so bored i've seen this so many times can't we go back to the cutesy little girl talking about amusing unicorns starring in an advert for skittles because that was funny you know and mm. i think that that's that's shazam's problem in a nutshell yeah. don't, don't get me wrong it's still got some of that heart it's still got some of that character zachary levi is still real good value they tried to do a little bit more with the kids in this uh they tried to bring the kids more and more into it there's there's some nice little touches uh for, you know one of the kids has already aged out of the foster care system. Uh, Billy Batson himself is is approaching that. So there's there's some angst there. There's some uh, one of the kids is questioning their sexuality. There are attempts to bring some of the more typical family dynamic stuff to the fore here. But the problem is you've got this massive Greek mythology driven plotline that just shoves all of that to one side. Honestly, if you cut out all of that plot. And just had it as these five, six superheroes causing mayhem in Philadelphia and growing up, it would have been a far better film. And I think that's what that's what the makers of these superhero films need to learn to do is just trusting your characters. You don't yeah. need to stuff your films. I mean, all the way back to Raimi's Spider-Man 3, everyone was saying... Yeah. There's rather a lot in here. You're losing some of the good stuff there. They're just terrified of not... Oh, I mean, it's 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 become such a money making conveyor belt. They're terrified of doing like the burger without the bun. Yeah, yeah, and and, just... and which I get, and and but sure, I mean, if there is one good thing to come out, if Shazam really does die on its ass terribly, the one good thing hopefully to come out of it is that someone, you know, James Gunn. I mean, I'm sure he's already doing it. <laughs> Whatever his plans are for the new DCU, and you're right, Shazam feels very oddly positioned now. I mean, if you if you thought the cameo in the end credits of Black Adam now feels slightly, you know, out of place, you wait and see who pops up in this one for you to go, eh? What? <laughs> what's, all, 
yeah, so it feels very much out of place. But I'm hoping that James Gunn will listen to some of the criticism and 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 you know, do you know, in all honesty, just dial it back. It sounds anachronistic, it sounds weird in your big superhero movies, but just give us the suit, just give us the superhero and the characters. It's yeah. the characters yeah. that have, yeah, that have endured, you know, just yeah. give us the characters. And, and what they're not doing is that they're stuffing it. They're stuffing these films too full of unnecessary crap and it is losing the characters. And I really yeah. hope that that is what starts to come back to the fore. But yeah. I, it was if you like the first one, it's worth seeing it on a streamer when it comes to it. It's still got some of that good fun, but it's just not as good as the first. That's film. what every 200 million dollar. <laughs> Blockbuster wants to hear. If you like <laughs> the first one, it's worth seeing on streaming for free. Yeah, that's that's yeah. your tagline, right? Well, there. well, that's their fate now, isn't it? Because how many people, you know, just go to the review thread. How many people are saying, "Yeah, I'll catch it on streaming." Well, do you know yeah. what? That's the fate. If they don't book their ideas up and start making better films to get us back into the cinema, that's what people are going to do. Yep, and they're yeah. going to suffer. So you know, be it on their heads. It'd be interesting to see what better films means to them, though. Well, well, I, I mean, the scary thing is, Flash is going to come along next, and Flash is everything opposite <laughs> to what I've just said. But it looks absolutely amazing, and you know, Tom Cruise says it's the the new savior of cinema. So, what do I know? Uh, yeah, but it, it can't be really the savior of cinema because whatever Flash is, it's not James Gunn's Flash. No. So it's going to be the end of an era. It's going to be a bit like when people jumped all up and down on Zack Snyder's Justice League. However much some people liked it mm. and however much most people thought it was better than the previous Justice League, the reality is it was just the you know the end of that era. It's yeah. very, very true. How many people would be as interested now about The Flash if it simply didn't have Michael Keaton in it? Take Michael Keaton out of it. Would, would would the world be losing their collective balls about it? Probably not. But anyway, hey, we'll oh, see. Yeah, very we'll see. Yeah. Um, right. We we have a we have a bit of coming soon. Do you fancy running through those really quickly, Miles? Yeah, yeah. So we're uh, obviously the ever churning state of 4K release schedules. We've got some new announcements made recently. Some of which are fantastically exciting. So of course, starting in the US with stuff we may never ever see thank you criterion <laughs> they announced their june slate and more gilliam in 4k and it's time bandits excellent Ooh, from a, from an alleged brand new 4k restoration overseen by gilliam himself so that's that's bound to be high on the list of people's import lists uh also at the end of may kino have also announced the charles lawton classic night of the hunter Ooh. <laughs> Superb film. I bet it that's going to look movie. absolutely stupendous. Uh, try, trying to come back to something a little bit more up to date. The Last of Us. You remember The Last of Us? That bang average zombie apocalypse TV show that <laughs> maybe forgot all about its zombies in the middle of its apocalypse? Well, that's due a four. Uh, it's from... quite a good show, though. <laughs> it's, oh, come on, it is. But let's be honest, it's a solid six to seven out of ten. And we can say that because Tom's not here. <laughs> So Yabu <laughs> sucks to you, Tom, and the dinosaurs um, in 65 are amazing. Uh, anyway, know, it was it's pretty powerful stuff. I agree that they'd forgotten all about the zombies. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, you can't have a zombie show without the zombies. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. It. But the uh, dynamic between those two characters, we're talking about characters, is pretty good, particularly the last line of the last episode. I thought yes, that was pretty powerful. Which is very powerful, which, which yeah. is, which, you know, like you say, two people talking 
uh, is exactly what we want from our shiny 4K discs in Dolby Vision <laughs> and Dolby Atmos. Si, so you're right. Uh, well, it's, uh, it looks good. 4K and Atmos, it looks good. I don't know how you guys have... Um, oh, been, no, I've watched it on Now TV, so it looks... Yeah, yeah, uh, right. it looks Same terrible. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it looks and sounds pretty good. I, thought, I watch it on ten uh, on Now TV Boost, so it looks better than terrible. Mm. Just yeah, saying. Yeah. Better yeah, than yeah. terrible. Uh, right. <laughs> right. There's terrible. your tagline. Sweet. Uh, right. Paramount. Uh, good old Paramount, who love to keep us guessing in their new game they play with us punters, which they like to call 4K Quality Roulette. <laughs> Uh, is it going to be a good one? Is it going to be not? Ooh. Anyway, the latest one of that is the remake of The Italian Job, which is coming on May the 15th. I mean, that in itself is 20, 20 years old. Good. I think it's going to look tremendous because... Yeah, but who cares? No, exactly. <laughs> That's why I think it's going to look uh, tremendous. No one's going uh, to care. It's going to look tremendous. Uh, exactly. Uh, so Indicator, uh, they're yet to hit the ground with their first two 4Ks, but they're keeping the Euro sleaze coming in all its 4K glory. Uh, we've got a little-known but highly regarded Jallo called Cold Eyes of Fear coming, and a film that, well, quite frankly, it's so Euro trash it would probably make Jean-Paul Gaultier blush with a description <laughs> in the marketing, and I quote, a delirious masterpiece of erotic horror. Pre-order day one there, uh, called Black Magic Rights. They're both coming at the back end of June. Uh, that one. Arrow are upping their game considerably because, again, more Gilliam here with Fear and Loathing in 4K on the 22nd of May. But they've also got Cronenberg's absolutely hat-stand naked lunch coming in the middle of April. Uh, side, do you have the check discs of that? I have the discs for yeah. that, yes. So nice. I will be... Yeah, looking at that maybe tomorrow. Nice. Lucky, it will be, it'll be um, up for early access, certainly within the within the week, I think. Fantastic. However, although typical with Arrow, what they give on one hand, they take away. And while we're getting those, Arrow US are getting only the ruddy last Starfighter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I mean, could you imagine that those 17, 17p computer graphics upscaled oh, to, to 21p? rubber masks. Oh, it's going to look amazing. <laughs> uh, and finally, 88 films are going to try and put their hmm, recent 4K burps behind them, shall we say, with more Italian trash to pieces with Ark of the Sun God on 10th of April mm -hmm. and classic zombie schlock burial ground on the 29th of May. That's it. That's your lot. It's quite a thing, isn't it, when a format reaches Ark of the Sun God? Yes, <laughs> it's, it's 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 quite a thing. I mean, in other news, we, the, there's uh, the Avatar producer, didn't he, um, chip in and say that this is the year? I mean, <sighs> we're getting them all. This is the year we're getting them all. True Lies, mm -mm, Titanic, Matt, yeah. uh, the original Avatar, and the Abyss in 4K. Apparently. Yeah, but but did you see that? Because it was uh it was Bill Hunt for the digital bits that kind of ambushed him at a press thing. Yeah, he yeah. just kept he just kept saying, yeah, Q4, what was it, Q4 or or later? Yeah. Or something. He just yeah. kept saying it, everyone, yeah, Q4, yeah, yeah, Q4. I mean, I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm not taking that to the bank. That's classic. no, I Shut think you right, leave me alone it, responses. It sounds is. it's more promising than any anything else. More promising than someone who's ripped the HD stream of True Lies and stuck it on a disc in Spain. Well, well it's know, that's... True Lies is on Disney at the moment. It is, yes. I know that because I watched it just the other day and I thought, I don't really remember 
this being pretty good. And I was right. It's still very good. Yeah. I do have a lot of time for it. And I, I'm I must make time to check out the series, which is supposed to be absolutely horrendous. Um, talking about TV shows, we got a brief moment for you to tell me why I should be watching the third and final season of Picard when I didn't get past the first episode of season one. <laughs> So, so, Mr. Crust, how are you? Where are you with Picard mate, season three? I, I have, I'm, I'm up to date, <laughs> and I, I hate it. <laughs> I, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it <laughs> because you it's love making, it. It's <laughs> making me believe again. <laughs> oh, okay, it's okay. making me believe that there could be good Star Trek again. <laughs> no, what? Wait, yeah, the last episode. Oh my God. Oh, the, the surprise guest star and the emotive ending. It was like, bastards. <laughs> do this to me. Making me feel again after I'd had my... <laughs> after oh. I was completely destroyed and not even watched the second series. Still haven't watched the second series. I don't care about the you're second not, You're not missing it. In fact, you know what? I think I've said this before. If you watch uh, the last episode, All Good Things of the Next Generation, and forget everything else mm. and start with season three of Picard, you will be a, a happy, happy person. Yes. Okay. So, I might so, do that. I, I mean, did so So the missus was watching this morning, this morning, like you do. And Patrick Stewart was on it this morning. <laughs> and and it, it, he... he I'd openly admitted that what we'd all suspected all along, which was the first two seasons, were an active pushback against being a typical next generation show. He didn't want to reprise the character in that way. The showrunners didn't. And what happens? Those showrunners move on. We get Terry Matalus coming in either by hook or by crook, and mm. they have turned it into the next generation. Yeah, for a next 2. generation. 0. And yeah. it is everything that you would have wanted yeah. Picard really could is. be and should have been from the very first episode. Yeah. It is it is quite frankly, I mean, I've still got issues with the whole Raffi plot line, but yeah. what they've done is they've, they've paired Raffi with Worf, which is a brilliant move because it's all Worf and he's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But but basically the 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 you know the, the condensing it the the first four episodes were basically rough, rough the, the, the the wrath of Khan yeah. you know finale in the nebula two ships mm -hmm. hunting each other that was it for four episodes but it had all the classic Trek feels you had characters coming in you had character arcs coming in you had little Easter eggs getting dropped that actually meant something to mm -hmm. people you know and you you got. Picard being Picard, and and you know, to to for me, I think Jonathan Frakes has been he's been awesome. Has, has he's been actually helped something MVP. to do. Uh, he's he's been fantastic through it all. Mm. So so yeah. So basically, Kaz, the entire world, and even Tom has watched it, and he's <laughs> exactly the same as Sam. He hates it because he's loving it. Yeah. So okay. there, therefore, you have to. Watch you know it. what? You you had me at I could skip everything. And just start <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just start with it. With it. Because I mean, it's on honestly, prime, so you've got it, it was to lose. it was sitting through all the bad to get to the yeah. no, 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 just ignore it. No, 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 so, no just so ignore where it. Where can I watch the final episode of um, TNG? Paramount, Paramount Plus. Okay, Paramount so Plus, I'm going to watch yeah, the final know. episode of TNG. Do I need to bother with the movies? Just as a refresher. No, no, well, no, well, you're going to watch the movies anyway when they come out on Fox. Yes, I know. You don't need to see this. You don't because even even they are a departure from the TV series. Okay, just you don't need them. Okay. 
Mm. The so all good things. Episode. Picard season three. Get them okay. watch. They're Forget amazing. everything else in between. Okay, that's my mission. That's my <laughs> good. mission. Um, well, but tell, but tell us about some other TV, Kaz, that we sure. made. Sure, Mando. We'll really quickly say Mando's Mando. Good. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. You know what? I I have time for pretty much all things Star Star Wars. Um, even even not Boba Fett. Of Boba Fett yeah, I even had time for that, oh, even man. though it was pretty dire and they got everything, everything wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah, they got everything wrong. I mean. The flashbacks were, were, were vaguely interesting, but the hackneyed way they were done, you know, I'll get in the back to tank and have flashbacks. And the fact that the flashbacks were designed to tell us something which Boba Fett's character, yeah, Boba Fett's character's reappearance in The Mandalorian told us enough. Mm. He's back, he wants his armor. And there was, you know, a, a dead Sarlacc over here. It's like, it's like we, yeah. we don't need the detail of what <laughs> took place there. I I don't I don't need it. And uh, and actually, the modern Boba Fett was the worst crime lord in the mm-hmm. history of Star Wars. Yes. He was like the Jar Jar Binks. Of, it was like when Jar Jar Binks became uh, like a Senate representative. <laughs> getting Boba Fett it turned him. I mean, he was just terrible. He was a terrible crime lord, made no money, wasn't in the least bit threatening, constantly getting ambushed. Didn't kill anyone. I mean, rubbish. I mean, he was he was pretty rubbish considering his heritage. So that was, it was a disappointing story. The guys on the bikes, they were disappointing. And then all of a sudden, someone went, oh, we'll know how to get people to watch this. We'll stick key events in the mandalorian into boba fett to the point where if you go into the mandalorian season three and haven't seen or as as mark quite rightly Mm -hmm. said like watched a youtube video of the intervening uh happenings you won't have a clue how you got from the end of season two which was pretty tear-jerking to the start of season three which isn't like it's like what happened there so um so it's nice to have uh it's nice to have mandalorian back it's frustrating to know that you have to watch key chunks of boba fett to get there it's only episode four now i think it's a couple of episodes and possibly the last episode well, but anyway it's it but know, anyway yeah you, go you to youtube to... and get a catch up right don't bother watching <laughs> but uh, but i i really enjoyed it being back i'm only one in i've been saving them Ah, I'm, no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm three in. Yeah, I'm, I'm three. Up today, I'm, up I, I, I'm three in as well. And, and I have to admit, that, uh, the last episode, it, it felt there was a real hard cut to a secondary storyline, which, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a bit weird a when, bit. when you're watching it. Uh, again, if you go to YouTube and find out why they've done that, then it kind of all makes sense because it's leading to yeah. where they want to go by yeah, yeah, yeah. talking about what happened in the past. Um yeah, but it, but it was such a shame because you had, you know, so the it was just episode, getting good, yeah. It, it began with, you know, that kick-ass sort of tie interceptor. Sorry, spoilers, Kaz, you know. <laughs> kick, it kicked off with a, with a fantastic yeah. tie interceptor scrap. And suddenly, after about 10 minutes, it hard, <laughs> hard cut to political machinations and refugees on Coruscant. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Hey, <laughs> where's my tie interceptors, man? I want them back. Well, I'm sure it'll come good. 
it probably could be good in a couple of days. Mm. It's hoping. Yes. And I don't have to wait for it because I haven't watched it yet. But um, but yes, I, I am I am enjoying Mando being back, and I have to say, some of my highlights have been, you know, the the ridiculous Mogwai style mechanics. You know, no squeezy Babu Babu Frick, <laughs> Babu Frick from the it's uh, Rise of Skywalker, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, I I mean, why is that? Why is that a highlight in a, a Mando? But it really is like tiny little things, like Grogu just force pushing the chair around. <laughs> There's a conversation going on. I'm sure I should be paying attention to the conversation. He's sitting, probably like my own kid would sit in a chair and spin, and he's just pushing it. And when it stops the momentum, he's pushing it again. That's it. It's just like oh, that's a little things, Kaz, isn't it? It really is. Or the little droids that were carrying the uh, carrying the trail. You know his his uh, his big robe carrying the tails. That oh, right, yeah, yeah. Bring around on the stairs and really struggling to keep <laughs> up with him. It's just so, yeah. I I'm enjoying it being back. Uh, it's good. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's got a lot going for it. Um, let us know if there's anything we which we haven't covered. I mean, we haven't really covered everything. This, but we probably have covered a lot of stuff on site. Uh, and there is more to come, but not Agent Elvis, which is sounding terrible. No, apparently, don't, Mark, don't watch Agent Elvis. It's three, three thumbs down. Three <laughs> thumbs down. So coming soon, a uh, couple of weeks. Where Simon's going to be doing Naked Lunch. I am. You should see it. Ooh, uh. <laughs> yeah, Mark is he going to do it naked? Hey, just let's don't not, dribble. Let's not. I mean, come on, family out. Sorry. Mark's gonna go on a Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 4K. Thanks. To the only way side. to do it. Yeah. Uh, I'll be watching all six hours of the latest John Wick movie and loving every minute of it. Uh, and Tom, I'm betting good money he's gonna go and see a Dungeons and Dragons movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris Pine and a fiddle. Can you Im- <laughs> can you imagine if Tom comes back and scores it an eight? I'm not going to let him review it. The, the gonna... oh, no, let him review it. Let, <laughs> hang him out to dry on the forums. Come on, forumites. Do yeah. your job. When Tom loves Dungeons and Dragons, just remind him in the thread of every single other film he is crapped on. <laughs> Such a great high. Oh, it'll be a joy to behold. I'm getting my popcorn ready already. It's got no realistic dragons in it. <laughs> two, thumbs, two thumbs down. <laughs> Right. Oh, well, miss you, Tom. Love you, Tom. Yeah, yeah we all miss you, Tom. <laughs> right, that's it for the AV Forums podcast this week. My thanks to Simon. This is the way. And Mark. Nighty night, y'alls. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a like and subscribe to the channel. Plus hit the notification bell so you don't miss out when we publish our live streams, product reviews, and more. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and bookmark avforums.com for the latest reviews, news, and videos. Plus, why not leave us a five-star rating on whichever service you choose, if they allow it, but only if you enjoyed the show. I'm Kaz Harlow. Thank you for watching and listening, and join us for the next podcast on the 3rd of April.